0: Welcome back to uh, the new and improved podcast title, What Do You Want Most? Uh, If you're listening to this podcast, you know that I've changed the name quite a lot. Uh, But if you're new, welcome. This is the first time you're listening to What Do You Want Most? Uh, This is my new uh, podcast name, and I plan for it to stay because it's one of my favorite quotes from my favorite movie of all time, which is ironic because that's what I'm talking about today. Uh, but basically if you've been a listener and you know I've been at Walker Cinema, Brett Flix, Salty Light Films, Sea Salt Reviews was my first one. But well, all those names, I think Walker Cinema I kept the longest. But um I, I was also called the close up for a little while. I just I was never really set on a name for this podcast, but I knew I wanted I knew I wanted something uh, for it. And that's why I picked Walker Cinema for a little while because I was mainly doing Walking Dead. That was the only thing I was doing, was Walking Dead stuff. Um, I still want to do Walking Dead, but I mean, right now, I just want to do uh, movies right now because Walking Dead's over. I will revisit Walking Dead, but I mean, still, I'm not over just one area. I don't want to be, and I think that's why names always kind of made me feel like it was limited that's why i thought walker cinema was different because i had cinema in the title but really what do you want most it just seems much more interesting and just a lot more fascinating thing than brett you know and uh, i mean i mean brett is my user handle for a letterbox and twitter but um for the podcast i realized i wanted something different and what do you want most was born um Speaking of which, uh, that's what I'm talking about today. Uh, Over Christmas, I got uh, Everyone's a Critic, a 52-week movie challenge book. And um, I believe this is on Amazon. But uh, basically, each week, there's 52 challenges in this book. And uh, each each one is for a movie. So uh, it's supposed to be a 52-week movie for a year. And I started this last week, but it was only until I did the second movie challenge today that I realized I should do a podcast over it. So, hey, it's the journey of the year. So I'm going to be doing two podcast postings for these challenges, but by next Sunday, it should just be one, or next week, it should just be one drop But I thought this would be cool for cool content for the podcast, and uh, hopefully, this will grow. Um, I hope it does. I'm having a blast. I just did two so far, I had a blast with it. So, the first one I did, and by the way, I'm doing it out of order. So, basically, they have have it number like number one is a best picture winner. Um, But basically, how I did it well, for the first week, I, I coincidentally watched my favorite film on January 1st. So, I did my favorite film which is number 36 uh, in in the challenge. But today or yesterday, I opened the book randomly. That's how I'm doing I'm opening the book randomly, and I'm picking whatever the challenge they bring out. So yesterday I did that, and it went to number 12, controversial film. And uh, I won't reveal that film until I do the podcast over it. So you'll have that to look forward to. And I really did enjoy it. Um, but, but today I'm talking about my favorite film. This is challenge number 36. Um, and my favorite film is Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. So, and this is kind of where I got my title for the podcast from. So in some way it's always with this podcast now. Uh, it was released in the year 2007. Uh, the aspect ratio is 239 uh, to 1. The runtime is two hours and 49 minutes. Uh, the genre is adventure fantasy. It is rated PG-13, and it stars Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom, and Keira Knightley. Uh, I completed this challenge on January 1st of 2023, and my rating for the film is five out of five stars. Uh, it is directed by Gore Verbinski, Produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, written by Ted Elliott and Terry Rosario, and the music is by Hans Zimmer, which also is, this score is one of my favorites of his of all time. Um, It did receive, well, it it got nominated for two Academy Awards, uh, the two awards being Best Visual Effects and Best Makeup. And I can't believe it lost its visual effects. Uh, it lost to The Golden Compass, which I've seen that film once before, but the effects hold up far better in a world's end than I believe in The Golden Compass. At least for me, it does. Um, but overall, it did win 23 uh, awards in various categories um i did not write down how many awards it got nominated for let me look that up real quick Um, uh, but yeah powers the world yeah i can't believe it lost that visual effects um let me see so um Course, it's not showing me. Uh, I know it shows it somewhere. Uh, Let me look it up on Wikipedia. Usually that has it. But at Worlds End. So, yeah, Wikipedia, totally reliable. Um, It got. so it the total excuse me oh this is the whole series i don't want the whole series i just want i just want a oh, world's in thank you very much um so at 123 it's gonna show me it doesn't show me how many it got nominated for I don't know. Maybe that's why I didn't write it down. It really didn't show me. Um, uh, I'll have to come back to that. I'll probably come back to that at the end. um, If I remember. But yeah, I got 23 wins overall. from various categories. Uh, And then it asked me how many times have I seen this movie. Uh, Approximately. And I have no idea how many times I've seen it. I do remember I kept this movie on loop a lot of times when I was a kid. I loved having this movie on. I mean, it, it is so dark. Uh, you know, fun fact: um, I I had to skip the first scene when I was little because it terrified me. I remember in the theater just being so scared of that opening scene with the the shot of the uh we're well, not the shot, but the scene with all the pirates hanging, and then it was the last one was the boy, the little boy. And I, I just remember being so scared. And I was nine years old in the theater with this. And I, I just saw myself in that boy. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> um, so ever since that, it took, a, it, it was probably a few years until I watched that scene with the movie. I didn't skip over it. But I remember e- either I turned off the movie until the scene passed or either I skipped over it. I, I never watched that first scene because it was so uh, scary to me um so i don't know how many times i've seen this movie is v- too many lost count uh, too many too many times um what makes this one your favorite well a world's in a world's in is my favorite of the pirates trilogy um really of you know, the pirates of the caribbean franchise for that matter um, but more than that, it is the oh, it's dark. It's more serious, of course. But more than that, it's the first movie that made me ask the question: How was this made? Um, the music, the effects, the cinematography—they all come together, and it just makes it a whole big explosion on screen. Um, I, if I ever got the chance to, I would love to see this film in theaters again. I just I think that a World's End is so. Brilliant sound design wise, like I, I just I would love to see this in IMAX surround sound. I, I just I would love to see it again because I, I think I did watch it in IMAX or I I went to my IMAX theater the like the opening night. You know, um I think the day before the movie came out. But I mean, it was just it was just it was just such a awesome experience, and I, I just I remember being so amazed by it. And it, I mean, I really did want to know how you make uh how did they make that film and now i just i I like i do have like the blu-ray copy and the uh and um the special features i just watch all that how they made the film and it's so interesting it's very fascinating and the fact as well they shot outworld zen back to back with dead man's chest and I know Kira Knightley stated that, you know, she didn't know what she was shooting. She didn't really have a script. Uh, so they didn't really know what they were shooting or what it was about. Uh, which is fascinating because At World's End is so different in De- than Demon's Chest. Like, Demon's Chest is a comfort movie for me. At World's End is much more of a, of all-out all battle. You know, that's how I view At World's End. Um. Uh, it asks, this book asked me as well, who is my favorite character and why? Well, my favorite character, of course, is Elizabeth Swan. Um, uh, why she's my favorite character. She is so headstrong and determined. She's the only character in the movie that really knows what she's fighting for. Uh, she, she's the only one to not uh, go to the other side, to work with the other side. She's firmly planted in where she uh firmly believes is right and uh she's the only one that to do that i mean marbosa considers working on the other side um uh, you know will of course is working with beckett jack of course making deals with beckett sal fang james norrington you know all these characters are just flip through flop but elizabeth swan is just firmly planted on the ground and ready to fight and i think that's so admirable to see that in a female character nonetheless um it asked me which character do i mo- am i most able to identify with or connect with and i said will turner uh you know will turner is a, and it said in what way and i said he cares for others like i think will has you know he's so determined to save his father from davy jones and the curse of the flying dutchman that he's willing to do whatever it takes to get that done he's also Uh, wants to make sure Elizabeth is safe that she will not be in harm's way and um, I think that's very noble of him and I like to think of myself in that way that I'm very noble that I put others before me Um, but yeah I mean he yeah his quest is and I find it so uh, appalling that people nominated Orlando Bloom for a Razzie Award for his performance in this film. Like, no. (laughs) Why would you do such a thing? Um, I just think that's Will's story. You know, his art goes, I mean, every one of these characters, their stories go dark. Um, But, I mean, it's just Will's story, you know, it goes, he goes from a young lad who's inflatuated with a, with the love of a Elizabeth Swan, and then he goes into this person who is very numb with the idea of losing his father. You know, and it's just, it's just, I think it's he's willing to do whatever it takes to save his father, and I think that should be something worth praising, not criticizing. Anyway, and the way you learned to play the two, amazing. Um, the best line or memorable quote. And for me, it comes from Tia Dama. Uh, Shocker, right? It's not Elizabeth. Uh, For what we want most, there is a cost for it in the end. Um, To me, that sums up World's End. Because every one of these characters have something they want. Uh, For Jack, it's immortality. For Will, it's saving his father. For Elizabeth, it's war. But there's a cost to that. You know, for Jack the cost of wanting immortality is that he's going to give up everything. He he's going to give up his morality, his morals. You know, he's going to give that up, which we see that face when he is literally contemplating whether to stab the heart for himself, to gain immortality or let will do it. And yeah, I mean, we see that there. Uh, Will Turner, the more he tries to save his father, the, the the more distance he is away from elizabeth you know i mean he knows he's giving elizabeth up if he saves his father or he tries to save his father and uh um we see that conflict confronted in the film and elizabeth you know she wants war she always wants to fight she wants to set this and set it for good um the the price of that the price of war it's the casualties of others around you and we see that with her father um uh, with james norrington with Sal fang getting blown right in our face you know it's just it's just and will turner will dies you know and we see the consequences of all that thing all the around her it's very devastating for her so there's a there's a price for all of them so i just i think that really just captures the film um and then it asked me my favorite scene, and I do not know what to put. And I still don't know. I mean, I wrote down something, but I still don't know if it is my true favorite scene in the movie. I mean, there's like a lot of instances where I like it a lot, and um, and uh, the one I wrote down was the beach scene between Will and Elizabeth. I think that's such a romantic scene. It's such a touching scene. It's it's wrapping up both their characters in a way. But I also love the island meeting scene you know with the parlay scene where they all like the western showdown type of music they play and everything and it's just such an awesome moment i love will and elizabeth's wedding i i love um will and elizabeth jack will elizabeth and jack um uh, kind of versus jones you know davy jones at the very end there when will stabs i mean when davy jones stabs will um and that whole uh Contemplation of what to do. You know, I love that scene. It's just, I I don't know if I have a true favorite scene in this movie. I think honestly, I would probably have to go with the beach scene between Will and Elizabeth. And also, I love Elizabeth Swan's fight scene with Davy Jones. I mean, it's just so short, but I, I I love that fight scene. But overall, I'm gonna go with One Day, the One Day scene, because that music is beautiful. And it stuck with me the most, I think, after all these years. And uh, Karen Atley is beautiful in that scene. She's just, oh my gosh, she's so perfect. Um, every way she's nails it. Um, and the way the scene ends with her kind of staring out into the horizon line after Will leaves, it's just, it is, it's sad, but yet, It's beautiful. You know, it's just the way Gore shot it, the way the scene is, and the way the beach is, the way that it looks. It's just, it's breathtaking. It's very breathtaking. Um, Do you have an interesting tidbit about you in this movie? Um, Well, I kind of mentioned it earlier. Like I kind of skipped over the first scene, but what I wrote down is it's the film I edit for most. I mean, I love editing tributes to this movie i love making uh fan trailers for this movie uh it's a lot of fun and i think over the years i've noticed it and i think that's why because i've always been so uh, flippity floppy between dead man's chest and At world's end which one is my favorite um but in high school when i really started editing i used windows movie maker right um one of the most the, the freest software you can find and also Probably the dullest software you can find at the same time, but it was a lot of fun to use. But I realized I edited World's End the most. I love at World's End. I think I love its final battle. I just love that it concludes everything here, and uh, I edited that the most. I think I've done—I don't know how many videos I've edited for it, but I mean, I, I haven't done one recently. I did—I did one for the trilogy, but I haven't done one. I think in a year or so for the actual film itself. Um, but yeah, I edit the film the most, and I think, I think I enjoy editing it because it's like making a whole new tribute for it. Uh, it is a lot to watch it because it, I mean, it, it, I mean now I kind of want to watch it appropriately. Uh, I, of course, I watched it last week, but um, I kind of just want to like whenever I do revisit Rollins again, I do want to have. Like, I want to watch the whole trilogy. I think I'll realize I want to watch the whole trilogy at one time. Uh, Because last time, I kind of watched it in separate days. I watched the first film one week. The next week, I watched Dead Men's Chest. And the next week, I watched The World's End. And it was fun, but it was like, I want to kind of watch it all together. Um, So, I think that's my goal next time. Maybe I'll do do like another rewatch of it this year. Maybe during the summertime, I will. But my hope is to watch it all at one time like to have a day to go through it all one time and then um just be immersed in that world um because it's a fun world it's a dark world uh but it's a pirate's life baby (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i just yeah i think that's what i want to leave off on uh pirates the world's in um uh, and, and also the end it says is anything else you'd like to add and I said I don't think anything will top this movie for me it's very special and I don't think anything will I mean I think I, I mean of course Pirates of World's End is not the uh, it's not a groundbreaking phenomenal movie in terms of cinema you know I mean you know what I'm saying it's not it's not parasite level of groundbreaking or or no country for old men but I think for me as a nine-year-old watching that movie in the theater and just being so blown away by it. And plus as well, I like Kira Knightley. This was the movie franchise that made me so obsessed with Keira Knightley. Uh, to be so obsessed, kind of following her around in her other film work as well was so much fun. Um, you know, and I think, I think that is special, you know, I, I mean, Elizabeth Swan will always be my favorite character of hers, uh, you know, and I, I think at world's end will always be my, my, my special film for her. You know, I mean, I think it's just, you know, I know pirates of worlds In is not as elaborate as atonement or, 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 you know, just, you know, it's not as, um, uh, the takeaway message is not as strong as other films but it's strong for me you know it was strong for the kid in me and it's still strong for me today and i think that's very special to see you know and i think it did something that a lot of block up blusters failed to do and i think that is really drive home drive home uh a spectacular end to the franchise the only downfall for the pirates franchise is that it came out with two more sequels and possibly a third one if they get to do it but um with that being said that's my favorite movie pirates of the caribbean at world's end and i will see you all i'm going to talk about my uh controversial film i pick. until then i will see you all in the next one bye